We're talking Warriors Rugby League on the program now, the NRL, because tonight the Panthers come to town and they take on the Warriors and arguably one of the most important fixtures in recent history for the Penrose-based team. We're joined now by Kiwis coach Michael Maguire. He's got a vested interest in this fixture. Of course, there's a a smattering of Kiwis, Michael, uh, across both sides. So keen viewing for yourself. So it's an understatement saying, are you looking forward to this? And welcome to the show. Uh, thank you very much, and uh, yes, I am looking forward to it. It's, uh, I think all the games now are, um, you know, are very, very important for myself, obviously, watching the, the Kiwi boys run around, and there's obviously a lot tonight that uh, are going to be on show between uh, Penrith and the Warriors. Both of these teams come off losses last week. The Panthers incredibly went down to the Knights, and we know what happened with the Warriors. They lost in the last 90 seconds to the Bulldogs, so they both come from a position of hurt. So you can't really say one team's more desperate than the other because they've both got that on their plates, haven't they? No, you're right. I mean, uh, you know, they're both playing for very important positions in that top eight. So uh, I think uh, it's a really important game for obviously both of them. But uh, as you said, look, they're, they're coming off a loss. So it'll be very interesting to see how they turn up. But uh, I can imagine it's going to be a great game of footy because they're going to both be hungry teams. You say it's important because the Panthers, I mean, they're, they're in fifth technically, but they're, they're tied in that um, fourth equal position with a, with a couple of other teams. So... They have plenty to play for. Who do you think is in the best position mentally leading into this, both of these teams, from what you've seen over the last few weeks? Yeah, it's a really good question. I think the stability of obviously what the Warriors have uh, really puts them in a, a good position. Yeah, they're obviously very disappointed from uh, that uh, loss last weekend. But uh, Penrith have had a lot going on in the background as well, which uh, the slight little disruptions can just change focus. So I guess my point of view is uh, I think the Warriors are in a good position. But in saying that, it's amazing what teams can do when they rally around and you know, they, they've got to face a little bit of adversity. So it's going to be a great challenge. But uh, yeah, for a team like Penrith too, Staying in that or in touch with that top four. I mean, history tells that most teams that are in the top four are, are a better chance of uh, winning a grand final. But in saying that, I think uh, the Warriors definitely have the ability to be able to roll through from where they are right now, right through to the end of and uh, and that first week of October. When head office is in disarray, I suppose it's a team by team thing about how they actually manage to deal with that, get that out of their minds and progress. Do you think that's within the Panthers' capability with the the team that they have, the players, the man they have on deck, men they have on deck? Yeah, you, you tend to fall back onto your leadership, uh, the leadership of the team. And I think uh, Penrith are probably missing a very important piece, which is James Maloney, that's sort of been steering that team around for quite some time. So, you know, it puts a little bit more uh, of, you know, the Panthers being in that vulnerable spot. But, uh, you know, I really just like the look of how the Warriors have been growing. Uh, Mooks has been doing a great job there with his senior players, and you can see a lot of those boys taking accountability around what they're doing. So, yeah, it's a really tricky game, I guess, to pick which team is in the best position because uh, they're both very desperate. Uh, and obviously the Warriors there need to stay in touch with that top eight. So that brings a little bit extra pressure, I suppose, around where they feel and what's probably going on between the years of each player. Interesting in the halves situation because, you know, as you mentioned, no Maloney, which is a dagger to them. Then no Blake Green for the New Zealand side as well. And What's the bigger loss, do you think? Ooh, that's uh, another good one. I think uh, yeah, Blake's been very um, instrumental in steering that team around, but I think it's a great opportunity for Sean to be able to really step up and show uh, the type of player he is tonight. Um, you know, and with uh, young Cleary, you know, he's uh, in that same situation where obviously he doesn't have his small senior uh, player with him. Um, it's a great opportunity for him to step up as well. But uh, look, I, I think I'm tipping the Warriors. I think they're just in a in a better position. But again, it's how they will turn up. It's uh, depending on how they feel about where they're at on that ladder. Does that play a part? Uh, but uh, in my eyes, I just think the stability of what the Warriors have at the moment will be a, a big factor at uh, the result of the game. 
Michael Maguire joining the program. They've had a, not a great run at home, the Warriors, this year. Normally, they're much stronger at Mount Smart than they are away. It's almost been turned this year. But in saying that, the teams they've played at Mount Smart have been of high calibre. They've played some of the better teams this year. So do, do you think that the home advantage is going to play into the Warriors' hands or not when you consider their um, average form uh, at home so far? Yeah, I think, I think it really just comes back to the team that's the most hungry. Uh, a lot of people talk about home and away and you know, the runs that you have at home and away, but a lot of that is actually what's between the ears of the players. And I think uh, you know, from what I've seen, that uh, the Warriors are that keen to, to get themselves into that final series now and uh, you know, it's time for them to step up. And I think the hunger levels within them would be huge at the moment. So I think that does play a part. Uh, obviously, they've had a bit of a decent run there at home now and you get that support from uh, the community I remember early on in the year, uh, the noise and just the, the spectacle of what it looked like there at Mount Smart. It was uh, it was great to be just watching, but uh, even to be a part of uh, is something special. So I'd imagine uh, the fans will play a big part in tonight's game. And I think uh, it's an understatement, but Toru Harris and his return is going to be huge. It's been a couple of months since oh, both his knees gave way, and, and having him come back, I think, is just epic from a leadership point of view, obviously from a, an on-field point of view and a presence point of view, and you're not going to disagree with me on that one, are you, Michael Maguire? No, not at all. I mean, Toru, he's, uh, he's a big part of that team. And, you know, I've had a lot to do with Toru over the years. Uh, a long time ago, I actually tried to uh, bring him to South where I was coaching at the time. So <laughs> of course you uh, did. I've had a bit to do, but, uh, you know, he's a strong leader. And I think uh, he plays a big part in taking that team. And I mentioned before, leadership will play a big part in that, that game. You know, and how they feel at moments throughout that game plays a big part in what the leaders are saying to their younger players. And I think he's going to bring in. And I'd imagine he's extremely hungry to get back out there and uh, take that team to where they want it. Peter Hickel is coming in. Uh, no Gerard Beale, and so it makes um, centre combination interesting. You'll be taking keen interest in that. And I suppose on the other side as well, with uh, Dean Fade running in the centre posse for the uh, Panthers. Yeah. yeah, two very potential players that'll um, you know show themselves towards the back end uh, in the tour. So yeah, look, I'll be looking at those players and how they go about. But uh, you know, Peter's had a few injuries and bumps and bruises over the last couple of weeks, so it's a great opportunity now for him to come back in and. You know, cement a spot back in that team. So, and as a as a national coach now, looking at the Kiwis, how does that alter your view and how you go about watching these fixtures? Because you are watching it now from a very different standpoint. What what has changed? What maybe it had, maybe nothing's changed at all, Michael. Oh, not too much. I think it's actually given me more interest in the games. Uh, look, I've been very fortunate over the last couple of months where I've got out to quite a lot of the teams and just meeting a lot of the Kiwi kids and even the younger guys. And yeah, you know, one thing I get everywhere I go is the passion and the pride that they have for the Kiwi jersey. So, look, you know that we've obviously uh, you know, got a bit of work to do in that jersey to, to get it back to where we want it, and uh, they're they're right behind everything that's going on. So, you know, leading into the the back end of the season with the tour, um, there's a lot of excitement around that, but. A lot of the boys are aware that they've got a job that they need to do right now as well. I'm not expecting you to give me any new names, but are there likely that there might be some some debutants? So you've got some uh, fresh talent out there that you spy that you're showing interest in. Yeah, there is. Obviously, you know, I was very fortunate to have um, some of the debutants that I took away over to Denver in that test, and I think a lot of those younger guys have really sort of. Uh, come of age now that they've gone back to their club land, you know, the experience that they got from that one test, uh, they've gone back into their clubs, like young Isan from uh, the West Tigers, young Jermaine up at the Broncos you know, you're seeing these younger guys you know, come back from that tour and grow a leg from, you know, the experiences they've had so, you know, those younger guys have uh, really put themselves into the picture, but uh, in saying that, they've got to be playing at their best now to, to show that they're, um, you know ready to get, be picked at this uh, 
for the tour at the end because, you know, we've got a pretty a couple of handy guys coming back. You know, obviously Roger didn't go and Sean Johnson, uh, you know, Jesse Bromwich, Kevin Proctor, those guys become available now to, to the tour that uh, we have at the back end of the season. So I'm looking forward to, you know, sitting down as we move closer to that tour and have to pick the team because there's some, some real good quality there. But again, you know, it's, it's about how we all come together to create the success that we want for uh, New Zealand. And see James Fisher-Harris is back in black as well. That's uh, uplifting. Yeah. Yeah, he's going really well. Yeah, I really like him. He's a he's a player that puts his body on the line. And yeah, you, know, you when you're looking, I suppose, from a coaching point of view, it's the characteristics that you want of your players. And James Fisher Harris, he's a, a player that will put his body on the line, and he'll go above and beyond each game uh, the way he plays. So yeah, you know, that's the type of character of player that obviously we'd like to represent uh, the Kiwis. Great stuff. Hey, enjoy the fixture tonight. I know you will. I sure as hell will. And thanks very much, Michael Maguire, for your time and expertise as always. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show.